writers, game masters, and creatives to the World Builders Tavern. Today we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Spoiler warning if you have not yet seen this movie, it's fantastic and we are going to be going over all of it and ruining everything that happens in the plot, so be warned. <laughs> uh, but with that, you should grab an ale and pull up a chair. I'm Emma, your friendly barkeep, along with Allison. Hello. And Christiana. Hi. And we are so happy to have you here. Cheers. 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 So, Dungeons and Dragons, semicolon, Honor Among Thieves. No, wait, that's a regular colon. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Take two. Dungeons and Dragons, colon, Honor Among Thieves is a 2023 American fantasy heist comedy film based on the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. It is set in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting uh, and is not connected at all to the previous films. Uh, There have been a few Dungeons and Dragons films that have come out. This one is not connected to them in any way. For those of you who are not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, it is a uh, role-playing tabletop game wherein each player creates a fictional character, uh, choosing from various different races and classes and abilities. You get to create your character from the ground up, and then you all come together and you sort of play in a story sandbox, which is sort of narrated and guided by the dungeon master or DM. So think of the DM as sort of the host of the game as and the players as the co-host who are all working together to create a story. It's kind it's of a blend so of improv fun. and math. <laughs> it's so much yeah. fun. I am a Also, if player, you don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is, why are you even listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> Go educate like, your... Why are you know. listening to this? Go play D&D instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's also having a resurgence right now, which makes sense why yes. they made a movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. D&D since... So fifth edition is the current kind of edition of D&D. It's gone through some changes over the years. And fifth edition really has made D&E hugely popular. Like, I also wonder it... if it's because of Stranger Things. I was just yes. going like, to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's partly because Stranger Things. I think it's also, I have heard like that because 5e is so much more approachable than some of the previous versions. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. 3.5 is super, what they call crunchy. And it's got like a butt, like it's more complicated. There's way more math. There's more rolling. It's a little bit more intimidating to get into. So I think the blend of like 5e and then it coming back into pop culture is like a perfect storm of like, yes, yeah. people but are It's also popular with young kids, like mm-hmm. 11 and 12 year olds and teenagers so who I'm not even sure would have watched Stranger Things yet. Yeah, it's that's just, true. I don't, I don't know. know. Kids, it's just kids watch things that maybe are not necessarily aimed for their age group. So I, oh, could, sure. see, yeah, I could see a 12 year old. Uh, oh, the ones I know, things. I don't think would have seen it yet and they're obsessed That's with D&D. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, also... All sorts I, of reasons. It's a great game. It's... Um, I love it. Yeah. Emma yeah. and I both play. Do you play, Christiana? Yes. Well, not recently because my life is too busy to Chaos. commit to a once a week thing. <laughs> You're a non-practicing Dungeons and Dragons yeah. player. <laughs> You're a lapsed. Totally a lapsed. I'm a reformed DM. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to hear what you thought of this movie i loved it i was super anxious because you never know when you love something in one format how it's gonna be in another Uh format and Mm -hmm. but the trailers looked good so i was like going into it like cautiously optimistic (laughs) like okay this and then it was it was amazing i had so much fun watching it it was a great film 
Yeah, I agree. Adam and I watched it as like a little date night thing. He's never played D&D, but is obviously quite familiar with it. And I have. Uh Um, But there was what I found interesting is that there was zero questions on his side. You know Mm. what I mean? Like even just knowing about D&D and kind of what the game is was enough for him to go into the movie. And we both had a ton of fun with it. Like I was we turned to each other after and I was like, this is the movie that's going to be playing in the background while I clean the apartment. For this <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies where it's like, you can sit down and genuinely watch it and have a really good time. But it's also yeah. one of those things where it's like, you know how dads are famous for like walking into the living room and then seeing something <laughs> on the TV and then just standing there cross armed <laughs> and just like, <laughs> getting that's the best. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies where it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I did not love it. Really? So that's oh. going to be... I have some reasons that I'm yeah. ready to get into. Okay. Um, but first of all... No, you I cannot want... critique my baby. I will not let you say anything. I'm going to turn off the podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my critiques are largely not about the world building, so I want to mm. talk about the world building first. Yeah. Because I feel like this movie did such a good job at capturing the feel of D anD D and staying yeah. true to the source material, and I mm-hmm. think that's why it's so beloved, or it seems to be really beloved by D anD D fans and stuff. It had a yeah. great balance of being, like Christiana said, totally approachable to someone who has not played D anD D. Like it was kind of not a generic, you know, fantasy film, but kind of that, like you, you know, what the world is gonna, like you, you understand like swords and magic and that sort of thing. So it's just like a fun adventure film. But then if you're a D and D player, there are so many fun little like references and Easter eggs mm-hmm. and like so many getting to be like, oh, I know that location or like, oh, that spell they were casting that spell or yes. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My uh, DM husband watched it with me, and he was like, it's really cool, like seeing. He was like naming all the spells as yeah! they cast them, and I'm like. <laughs> That's awesome. So he really enjoyed seeing that. Yeah. And I really liked how they like threw in all these terms and mechanics like attuning and mm-hmm. wild shape and stuff mm-hmm. like that without mm-hmm. it yeah. feeling like overly info dumpy or anything like that. Yeah. It was just kind of like tossed it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did a great job of finding ways to write those technical terms mm-hmm. into the dialogue without it sounding clunky. Mm-hmm. Like it felt... And it, part of it is also because D&D just does a great job of naming things that so they make sense, <laughs> right? Like, you're like attuning, you immediately kind of have some idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. The same with like wild shape. You say yes. wild shape, and I think most people would be like, you turn into the shape of something wild, right? <laughs> it's yeah. right there in the name. And they yeah. didn't like totally follow the game rules, which I don't care. No, um, I thought they made some great changes, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like... Uh, the druid shape into the owl bear. I don't think you can actually transform into an owl bear, but I don't care because yep. I love yeah. owl bears. So <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. My uh, when I went to see it, so my boyfriend and I went to see it, and he plays a druid in our current campaign. Nice. Who, like he's a circle of the moon druid, so of course their whole thing is wild shaping. Yep. And he has now convinced our DM that if he gets to a high enough level, he will allow him to turn into an owl bear <laughs> because the movie set the precedent. So he's very excited to turn into an owl bear, which is. That's yeah. fantastic. I was also I also had a lot of fun trying to guess every character's class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So 
my husband and I debated a little bit. We're like, uh, so with uh, Edgin or Chris Pine's character, we were debating between Bard because he plays the loot all the time and Rogue because I'm like, oh, maybe mm. he's like a yep. rogue yeah. mastermind who yep. just happens to play a loot because yep. he's like supposed to be the planner or whatever. I think yeah. officially he is a Bard. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was so convinced that there was going to be a twist and the uh, that Sophina, who's a red wizard, I was so convinced she was going to turn out to be a warlock. I was like, she's a oh, warlock. And then she yeah, wasn't. And I was good, kind of yeah. like, ah, she seemed like a warlock. Yeah. yeah. Apparently red wizard is an actual like favorite yeah, Forgotten a thing. Realms thing, which mm-hmm. I did, was unaware. I don't think I've ever actually played in the Forgotten Realms. So. I haven't. Oh, okay. So I didn't recognize some yeah. of the things. Oh, the first campaign I played in was in Faerun, so I recognized like all the places and yeah. stuff. I was like, oh, they're yeah. like here. I went there. That's so yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I like that you got to experience that then. I yeah. thought they did some really good world building changes that was like, but that, yeah, that kind of wasn't D&D rule compliant. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that you could turn into an owlbear, the fact that you could wild shape like a ton of times, like normally you're limited to a certain number of wild shapes per day, essentially. So they, they broke mm-hmm. that. Also, the fact they they didn't really give spells to the bard or the druid. So if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, those are spell casting classes yeah. that would get to cast spells. Whereas in the mm-hmm. movie, they weren't really magical. But I thought that, that was a good. All of those made sense to me as rule breaks. Like I thought that they made the story yeah. better. Like they gave Simon's character more importance because he was like the only sorcerer. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. gave the druid something else to do that wasn't, you know, if she can't cast spells, what makes sense that she can turn into a bunch of different animals a lot. So I thought all yeah. their world building changes were completely appropriate for the changing medium. It felt a lot like, so the way I like to play D&D is I like a silly DM. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I like it when they're like, uh, it's, technically against the rules but it's really funny so yeah. roll. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah 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 and it felt like watching a genuinely watching mm. a group of friends do a really dumb like do a really dumb campaign with a dm <laughs> who was just kind of like it doesn't work but that's hilarious let's do it yeah. Yeah. or you rolled a nat 20 so sure go ahead turn yeah, into an exactly. owl bear like... yeah like um... owl bear and it's like mm, let's see how high you roll yeah. <laughs> so. Also, does anyone know what was with the fat dragon? Is that a I Forgotten Realms thing? I don't think it's a Forgotten Realms thing. So I think red. they just added it in. <laughs> I loved him so much. I loved it so much. I was immediately obsessed. I was like, <laughs> yeah, and there was just nothing said about it. Like, there's no reasoning. There was no, no like, it was just no. like, there. Each, and it was just the best. It was, yeah. I loved how I loved he rolled. Him. Like I was down just with his mouth <laughs> open, just like gobbling up everything. So cute. Uh, they make a um, pop figurine of him, like one of those um, little oh, yeah, vinyl pop vinyl things. Yeah. And yeah. I want one so bad. Oh my goodness. So cute. That's amazing. <laughs> Adorable. Okay, I noted a couple other things that felt like D D. Mm, yes. So the first one was um, the paladin. Uh, oh my goodness, I love him. Zank. So Zank. Zank, yes. oh my god, um, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. The actor is Reggie like, Jean is gorgeous. He did amazing Unreal. with like being given such like a dry character. I thought it it was really well done. Um, but the thing that actually my husband pointed this out was that it felt like the party was given a, a more powerful NPC because they weren't leveled up enough ah, to go into the yes. end. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. 
that's I didn't even think great. of that. I yeah. love, my favorite part of the whole movie is him walking away on the beach and just walking. <laughs> that is I going to walk over. Is it oh, right over it? Oh, right over. <laughs> Connor and I like quote that to each other like once a week. It's just it's so funny. It's truly yeah. the most paladin bard interaction you could have. It's so oh, good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> the other bonkers thing, the portal staff. Yes. What was that doing in there? I was like so confused. I was like, did these two companies, like our Valve, who made the portability <laughs> video games, and uh, what's the D and D company? Wizard I forget what his name is. Wizard. Are they related? Yeah. Like, what is this yeah. doing here? And then my husband suggested he's like, you know what? This feels like a homebrew mm-hmm. DM item that they yeah. would just like come up with because they love this thing and they yeah. Made this item. I'm like, that's totally what it feels like. Aww. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So I love both of those things. I'm also a big fan of the Portal yeah. games. So same. Um, I it, I think it's also again what why it's so much. It it really felt like you were watching a D and D campaign mm-hmm. because the conveniently located Portal staff that saves their butts uh-huh. multiple times. <laughs> oh, that's such yeah. a like. The DM sees them clearly in trouble, and he's like, "These idiots aren't getting out of it. <laughs> you guys yeah. can't all die on go. our second session." <laughs> you, you spy yeah. a staff in the corner, and you're just like, "Well, yeah." Also, the um, I've seen, I saw a great uh, TikTok talking about their like plan at the beginning where they throw Jarnathan, which first of all, amazing. Oh, that is absolutely a name that a player would I name their character. I think that might be my favorite part. Of oh the movie, my goodness! And then they the throw him, and someone was talking about like. This is just this is one of those times when the DM just wants to finish getting out their thing and their players have already come up with a stupid harebrained scheme. And if they'd <laughs> yeah. only let the DM finish their sentence, they would have realized that it didn't have to do it at all. Yeah. I was like, yes, that is like is this movie was just so clearly written by and acted in like by people who like understand the game and at least yeah, like yes. written wise, like love the game, and it's so nice to have that. <laughs> uh I thought the world building was just fantastic but yeah here's why oh yeah i did not like it as much as i wanted to i wanted (gasps) to love it i think it failed in some levels on story and character so Mm. not exactly world building but since we are a writing podcast those things are connected so i'm gonna touch on it a little bit so um i think they did pack in a lot for one movie as far as story goes so Mm -hmm. like if this was a campaign that you were playing, it would be like maybe a year long campaign. Oh, totally. Like, you know, yeah. like a whole arc is going yeah. into the Underdark to get that item and, you know, yeah. like every little thing. Yeah. So it felt a, like it did feel like a lot, but I was trying to figure out why I wasn't like feeling super attached to the characters as much as I thought I should be. And I was like, okay, what can I compare this to? I think I want to compare this to the Guardians of the Galaxy movie because I feel like it has some similar vibes. Like the first yeah, one, you know, what? the first one. Okay, like, yeah, I could kind of see that. Actually. Sort of your your ragtag group of, rag of people tag, yeah. brought together. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's funny. It's a little outlandish. Yeah, they're all a little bit strange. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, why do I feel more attached to like those characters than I did to these one? And and one thing I noticed was that the D and D character arcs. They all had their sort of, you know, their flaw or their thing they were working through. So, like, Simon had self-esteem issues Mm -hmm. and needed to, like, believe in his own magic and stuff. And, um, you know, Edgin needs to realize 
that his daughter should be his priority and not his dead wife mm-hmm. and that kind of yeah. thing. But I feel like they didn't really they they grew, but they didn't grow together. So like oh, by the end of the point, movie, yeah. I was like, you, I I kind of expect you to all go your separate ways. Like I don't mm. feel like you're mm-hmm. a team. Whereas mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is like, oh, they're a family now. Yeah. And I wanted to feel that way about this group, and I didn't. And so mm. I think. Maybe that's partly why. And another thing I noted was that there wasn't any, like, personal stakes in the villain winning. So, like, when yeah. they're going away in the ship, they could have left. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, yeah, the world would have been a worse place, but it wouldn't have personally done anything to them, you know? Mm. Um, and I really kind of like that those personal stakes and like if I don't do this thing my life is going to suck or mm. you know that kind of thing so I, mm-hmm. I think I missed that a little bit um, I, I had a little bit of the opposite feeling oh. to be honest about the boat scene Yeah, where I was very like Adam turned to me and was like they just they just figured out how to work together they have to turn back and help they're not just gonna sail away they have to turn back and help and I was like yeah I would feel gross and disappointed if they didn't like it shows growth like they're no longer searching for greed they're about doing the right thing now yeah that's turned. it's like the Robin Hood thing right Mm -hmm. it's like the heroic rich yeah yeah to be fair I did really like I did really like that scene. Like, I like that they turn around and go back, but I still felt like they just—they don't have any, like, personal stakes in this bad guy, even Hmm. before that scene. Mm -hmm. I Um, think for me, it was that the bad guy didn't have super relatable reasons for being evil. We don't really know much about her and... For, and Forge, so there's two. They're kind of two villains in the story. Forge, yeah. the the rogue, and the yeah. red wizard. Forge, I thought was a good villain because sometimes he's just sometimes you're just, just a shitty little weasel. Yeah, and that's understandable. But but Safina being like, I I just need to infect these people because my master says I need to infect these people. Mm. Yeah, we didn't that, really know that felt like a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why does she personally follow him and want yeah. to do this? Like, and who even is just like he, a little thing. Even if it like, was like, yeah, my parents left me, and the red wizards took me in. I'm forever loyal <laughs> to them. Like, even like yeah. a one sentence, like, yeah, thing. I would have been like, oh, okay, that's why she's that's yeah. such a dingus. <laughs> and maybe that's a place where they could have, because I think that that sort of just like loyal cultist is very much a staple of like traditional D and yes, especially yeah. of like forgotten realms like that's very much part of that campaign and so maybe that's a place where it would have benefited them to do one of those little shifty things that they did with some of the yeah. other rules and make mm-hmm. it more movie and a little bit less D um that's fair i yeah like uh, it's interesting allison because i see what you're saying about both of those points but like mm-hmm. for me they just don't bother me it like just i was I, yeah, like, no, that's just like fair. i'm fine like that's a perfectly even, fine movie for me even so yeah. me critiquing safina just then i was like but do i really care like I, if i stop and think about it as a writer i'm like there's no motivation i don't care about her that much um I have she no wasn't problem. the point in the movie to me the point yeah. of the movie was to watch a bunch of idiots do idiotic things and <laughs> yes. somehow overcome evil. And watching her getting slammed into the pavement by an owlbear was, oh my was gosh, amazing. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, I am not sad at all that you guys enjoyed it more than me. I, I just wish I did. But I yeah, still yeah. liked it. I still had fun. There was lots of laughs. 
so yeah that's yeah. that's very fair and i mean i think also too like i don't know you're also very much an editor right so i think maybe you're ha- it's that editor brain that's like it's hard this would make it a stronger story yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard yeah i can't get away from that it's like oh where what yeah what's I the think- structure what's the characters motivation yeah etc i almost find it refreshing that at the end of the movie they could all go their separate ways because as much as i love like found family stories that's also mm-hmm. kind of how i feel every movie goes like especially a lot of these days following the marvel films i think a lot of action and adventure movies do that where it's like okay now we're and like um for a for example of it being done badly is like suicide squad where it was incredibly forced you don't believe that any Mm. like these characters have known each other for 10 (laughs) minutes they're like we're a family and so like it is kind of nice to also be like you can't you don't have to necessarily become a family you can also just be a group of people who went through something together and like you're bonded but you can go your separate ways and like that's fine you don't have to the reason I said that is because there is a line like that in this movie when they're all sitting there together. There, one of them says something about how they're 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 a family mm. now. And like I'm like, yeah. well, are you? Oh, right? that's fair. You know what? I forgot about that line. You're right. So, yeah, it's like I lost one family. I'm not going to lose another one. Something like that. I think that was was it. Know. Simon that said. That? I forget who said. Yeah, no, you're right. That wasn't. Yeah, I I do agree. That's an unearned line. That because that you don't. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you know you. I, I'm not convinced that they're mm. all like I am convinced that um the daughter and Holga and Edgen are a family. That, yes, that was absolutely. good. Yes, yeah. I really loved what they did with Edgen and Holga, where they didn't make them a romantic pairing at all. Yeah. They were just that like too. best yeah. friends and like have this kid kind of together, but like they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not clearly romantic. not they're romantically just platonic soulmates. Yeah. yeah. It was very yeah. sweet, and we don't often see relationships like that. So, like, that was a really... I feel like that's kind of a world-building thing. Is like those... So I feel like that's a, a good world-building yeah. thing they did. Like, oh, I forgot to say, yeah. I also mentioned... I also loved the little views of other races. Like, most of our yeah. um, main cast are humans, which makes sense because it's cheaper not to have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all that makeup. Orc makeup, yeah. But, you know, you caught some tabaxis and some aracocra. Uh-huh. And- I thought that was really and the gnome the fact that her ex is a gnome yeah i didn't like that the gnome was just like a obviously a small person filmed it felt so it was bradley cooper it was bradley cooper yeah i had to google it i had to literally pause it and google it and i was like is that no that's like i feel like bradley cooper was on a side quest of his own yeah he's like what's like the strangest role i can just take right now his acting was great i just Mm -hmm. wanted him to look more like like a hobbit yeah 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 like how they did the hobbits from the lord of the rings but Mm -hmm. it's okay i can't have everything I think this is also a cool example of, like, even where you have some weaker areas in story, if you have a really, really fun world and characters, sometimes that's, like, what your story needs. Like, sometimes your plot, like, there's so many, we love to talk about plot, and plot is certainly important, but it's also not everything in your story, Um, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around as a writer, because your, like, plot is king, but there's other stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I, I always try and use the example of like YA novels. I love YA novels. Me the too. plot to every single YA novel is the, <laughs> the exact same. same. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't love them because they're wildly unpredictable mysteries or anything. I love them because I love the worlds. Like they're generally really creative and really cool and the characters mm-hmm. are neat. I don't care if it's the same plot. Like unknown person discovers they're the chosen one. <laughs> 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 become 
Monarch of the Realm. Ta-da! Like if that's the same story every time. Tournament. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. tournaments. Yeah, I know. It's, it's honestly like I think that could literally be a tag for like online books if it isn't already. Like why a tournament scene? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enemies yeah. to lovers. Yeah, only one bed. Mm. And we're reading every single one. <laughs> Even the the triangle, the love triangles. I'm, yes, I'm okay oh, my with goodness. them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. We should probably move on to our proprietor's yes. pick. No. For today. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't make me leave. No, Emma wants to, <laughs> I want to stay. about D&D forever. I do. And I can't blame her. Go ahead, Allison. Okay. <laughs> My proprietor's pick for today is The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi by S.A. Chakraborty. Hmm. It was published February 28th of this year, so you can get a copy already or check in with your library to see if they have it. Here's the synopsis. Amina al-Sarafi should be content. After a storied and scandalous career as one of the Indian Ocean's most notorious pirates, she's survived backstabbing rogues, vengeful merchant princes, several husbands, and one actual demon to retire peacefully with her family to a life of piety, motherhood, and absolutely nothing that hints of the supernatural. But when she's tracked down by the obscenely wealthy mother of a former crewman, she's offered a job no bandit could refuse. Retrieve her comrade's kidnapped daughter for a kingly sum. The chance to have one last adventure with her crew, do right by an old friend, and win a fortune that will secure her family's future forever seems like such an obvious choice that it must be God's will. Yet the deeper Amina dives, the more it becomes alarmingly clear There's more to this job and the girl's disappearance than she was led to believe, for there's always risk in wanting to become a legend, to seize one last chance at glory, to savor just a bit more power, and the price might be your very soul. I was on board the moment you said pirate. (laughs) You didn't even need the rest of that summer. I didn't, yeah. Notorious pirate? Yeah. That's it's a just sounded great like... pick for a D&D comparison. Right? That it sounds like, like a D&D like campaign. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Really does. I want to play that campaign. Someone run it for me, please. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a heist story, which the uh, movie was too. So I think it sounded like a lot of good cool. shenanigans. I just and, Googled yeah, it and it's by the author who did the City of Brass series, oh, which I yeah. didn't realize. I haven't read that one, but I keep hearing great things about it. It's though. supposed to be really good. Yeah. And I think this is, is this an adult? I'm not thinking about it being a YA, so I'm assuming it's an adult I think it, as well. I, you always ask me this. I do. I should write it down. <laughs> I should know by now to write it down. Emma's going to come in with us. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, usually if it's YA, they are, like, very YA Usually books, it's tagged, so, or you can yeah. just, like, tell. Like, yeah, yeah. So oh, It's adult. Cool. Yes, it's adult. I am looking forward to reading that one. That sounds really good. I know, right? Another book for our TBR. Oh my goodness! People. Stop Never giving me ending. books to read, Allie. <laughs> yeah. it's okay, we'll we'll get through some of them maybe for next season of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, with our to be read pile one book taller, uh, that is time for last calls. We are going to give you some things to think about or some questions to ask yourself when you're building your world based on the world building in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Allie, what do you think people can learn from the Dungeons and Dragons movie to apply to their world building? Because I felt like there were some things in plot and character that were lacking, I will advise that as much as I love world building, it's not anything if you don't have those other elements 
It's not a story if you don't add yeah. character and plot. Mm. I won't say it's not anything. Feel free to just world build till your heart con heart's content. But if you want to write a book or a campaign or something, um, consider how your characters interact with your amazing magic and world in addition to just it being cool. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. Christiana, how about you? What do you think people can learn from the world building of this movie? I think if you're stuck when you're writing, which I know is a very common thing, mm -hmm. whether you're the kind of person who charts out a whole plot and skeleton first, sometimes it can, you get to that point where you're like, uh, okay, but what next? Do think of it as a D&D &D campaign. Like mm -hmm. you as a writer are also, hopefully it should be a reader. What would you, like take your author hat off for a moment. What would you do or what would you want to see? right? Sometimes taking that step back outside yourself is really helpful because at the end of the day, books, you should enjoy them, right? So it, whether it's you're stuck at a plot and you think, what would be a funny thing to happen right now? What would be a scary thing to happen right mm. now? Like go through the little list and see what the options are. You could even, like if you're really stuck, you could just roll a dice and see, like assign a thing, yeah, exactly. roll a yeah. dice, and maybe it doesn't end up being the right thing for your story, but maybe it just like you know, twig something. You're like, oh, now I know what I want to write. Like, that's actually yeah, really like fun. That. I want to try that. <laughs> yeah. Like, take off your author hat, put on your role-playing hat. Yeah. And oh, make that's... a dumb decision. Like, <laughs> I definitely do that sometimes when writing. I'm like, if this character I'm writing was my D&D &D character, what, what would mm -hmm. I do with it right now? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just enough to kick me out because I'll think of something really stupid, but it's a good <laughs> idea. Throw I'm an like, air coker out a window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I punch the nearest NPC as hard as I can. And then I'm like, oh, but maybe a fight needs to break out in this scene. Yeah. And then you keep going. <laughs> yeah. Think of the dumbest thing you could do and then just dial it back a little bit. And you're <laughs> <Yeah. golden. laughs> um, I think my advice or, or what I think is really good to take from this movie kind of is in the same vein of build a world that you can have fun in, like build a world yeah. that you love. There's so many different types of world buildings. Like, the world in Honor Among Thieves is completely different from the world of Game of Thrones. And yet you yeah. could tell that both of the creators loved the world they're playing in. So don't try and make a world that you think other people will like or that you think fits the like market. Just make a world that you have fun in and people will be able to tell and they will love it because it's a nice place to be. Even yeah. if it's not a nice place to be, it's a nice place to read about or to experience, even if you don't want to live there. So I have fun kind of with your world. With that in mind, if I could sneak in an extra little thought. Ooh, a bonus um, question. A bonus. A bonus. <laughs> not really a question. I think people Statement. are so terrified of being unoriginal. Everything's mm. already been written mm. before. Mm -hmm. If there's like, if you love Game of Thrones and you want to write a book about swords and dragons, don't worry that game of thrones has done swords and dragons before mm -hmm. right like a lot of these world archetypes exist for a reason so it's okay to like lean on them a little bit totally and no one's going to tell the story that you do because mm -hmm. exactly. nobody's you yeah so unless you plagiarize don't do that <laughs> don't plagiarize <laughs> yeah definitely this don't podcast does not endorse plagiarism <laughs> For any lawyers who are listening, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> that's not what we're saying. We're saying it's okay to like maybe decide to steal certain magic tactics or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. And I'm part of a uh, quite a few like writer communities, and I often see people afraid of like posting even their synopsis because like what if someone steals it? And I'm like, even if someone does steal it, it won't it's be, be the so same. It's not the same story. Yeah. yeah. 
two people yeah. could start off with the exact same idea and it will the two stories will be completely unrecognizable exactly. like well look at the hunger games and battle royale yeah mm-hmm. like yeah a, same idea fight to the death wildly or squid games even yeah like, they're yeah. all wildly Very different, different yeah. So. yeah and i mean people also people will seek out your stories because of that like people have favorite tropes people have things that yeah. they want to see in stories that they've seen in other stories that will be a like that's also a benefit to you to be able to say oh yeah it's like this other thing that you loved you'll love mine um yeah, yeah. don't be afraid of being unoriginal <laughs> <laughs> just write it just, just do write it, it. Just that's write really it. our <laughs> ultimate advice just make the story yeah. just make your world yeah. just make your story just do it don't be afraid it's super easy i say <laughs> with heavy sarcasm we believe in you and <laughs> yes. you can do it um so those are a lot of thoughts a bonus thought even to ponder when you're building your own world we hope that you had fun listening to this podcast we had a ton of fun recording it and we had a ton of fun watching this movie which before, we are not sponsored by but we love it so we, you should we go watch it too <laughs> before we end we have a very fun oh yes we do for our listeners yeah, so we are letting you, the listeners, decide what our last episode of the season is going to be about. We have Woo-hoo. some different TV choices. We want you to vote. Uh, Ali, how can people vote? The poll will be open from today, which is May 24 to May 31. So you have a whole week, but you mm-hmm. should go do it now because otherwise you'll forget. Um, yeah. Oh, link... I feel attacked. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm saying that because I would totally the one to be like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And then I'd forget. Um, the link to the poll will be in the show notes. So you can yes. just click on it there. It'll take you to the poll on our Patreon and you can vote. You don't have to be a patron. You can still vote. No and I'm really what. excited about our options. Yeah. So our options Thank are you. you can vote for Wednesday, The Last of Us. Or House of the Dragon are our three mm. options. and They're all so good choices. We are so glad we don't have to pick because we could not choose between <laughs> these. So, listeners, let us know what you most want us to talk about. Do you want us to talk about the world of Wednesday, the world of The Last of Us, or the world of House of the Dragon? Mm-hmm. Let us know. We are going to be recording that for you. And then, so we have, how many episodes do we have left this season? Three more and then our voting one. Our finale. And I then, can't believe we're almost done season one oh my goodness and we'll be taking a break for the summer and then we will be back in october yay with a whole new season two which we've started planning and we're super excited about for all the fun things we have you guys are gonna love it oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) uh in the meantime before uh we sign off if you want more of the tavern you could follow us on twitter you can follow us on tiktok we also have a discord if you want to get together with other fans of the show and other world builders to talk all things world building all of those links will be in the notes of the episode as per usual and but with that that is closing time folks thank you so much for joining us at the tavern we hope to serve you here again real soon but for now you gotta scram get out of here